All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Primal Athletics Radio. It's been a little while since we last spoke, and uh, good to be back. Today, I have a guest with me. So um, I have my buddy, Rich, who is a member at CrossFit Nashua, signed about a year ago, started with us. And Rich has gone through a pretty massive body recomposition. He's gone through um, a pretty serious fitness journey since he started. Um, and, and partially what we want to talk about tonight is his experience with COVID and how his fitness journey, uh, maybe affected the potential outcomes of what happened. Um, so something we'll dig into as we go forward. Um, but just want to give a quick, quick intro to, to Rich. So you can say how you doing to the listeners out there. Hey, how you doing? So Rich, what was, I want to preface it with this. So Brendan was kind of your, your contact, your network at CrossFit National, right? So thankfully yeah. he got you in the doors, but what was the initial like impetus for you to kind of reach out and take a step in, in CrossFit, right? Cause this is, I think for most people when they're thinking like, Hey, I want to lose, you know, a pretty significant portion of body weight. I want to get myself healthy. I think they don't tend to think CrossFit right away. Cause that seems like a big step, right? Maybe they're thinking like, sure. Hey, I'll, I'll go to a plan of fitness and start using the step mill, or maybe I'll stop, you know, now it is much. And, um, it seems you kind of just took that step. Um, so I just want to, you know, dig into what, what was that hurdle? Like, what kind of fears did you have to overcome to make that commitment right off the bat? Sure. sure. Well, I, I did do the planet fitness route for a while. And, uh, and when I first started for about six months, I was, I was decent at going once, twice a week, maybe, um, and then, uh, I changed jobs and the schedule didn't work out so well. And for four years, I just was, was donating my dues without setting foot inside the gym. And apparently you actually need to physically go to the gym to see an impact on your health. Uh, I, um, that didn't work out. And then when uh, COVID started, I'm like, okay, there's my excuse to just, you know, stop that and stop donating to them. So I wasn't, you know, signed up anywhere for a while. And then I, I, I was also at that time, March, so this is March, 2020, uh, I started working from home and initially it was going to be a temporary thing. I figured, oh, it's just going to be a few weeks, a few months, a few months turned into 18 months now and, uh, no plans to be going back into the office ever. But, uh, originally we set up in the kitchen right next to the refrigerator. That was not a good position for me. And I don't know exactly how much I gained, but I definitely put on weight and the getting up, getting dressed, going to work you know, moving around the office, coming home, there was some, some minute level of activity there and working from home, uh, wearing my PJs all day. Um, yeah, that, that was gone. And, uh, I ballooned out. I was, I weighed in about three weeks after I started CrossFit and I weighed 414 pounds and, it was in the months leading up to that. I was having trouble doing some very basic things. And I'm sitting here thinking like, I can't live like this. This is humiliating. And, uh, Brendan had dropped the hint of CrossFit a few times. And when you're on the outside of it, you think, Oh my goodness, these, these, that, that's, that's like, Hey, I want to, I want to learn to doggy paddle. And you like jump in an Olympic pool, um, to compete for your country. Uh, that's what <laughs> it felt like. Anyhow, yeah. it just felt, uh, uh, like this is going to be insane. And Brendan was very reassuring. Um, and I'm like, okay, uh, we'll go and we'll talk to the guy. And, uh, I go and I meet Eric and, 
ask the questions that I was concerned about. I don't even remember what those questions were now. Um, it literally was a year ago today. Today is October 7th, 2021. And uh, it was a year ago today that I started with Eric um, at 6.30 in the morning and uh, felt it for the next couple of days. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, I knew, okay, I need to, I need to uh, sign up for a year. Um, it was a little cheaper to do it that way. And I, I, I was like, you know, I, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this, but sign up for a year commits me. And, uh, it's a little more than uh, planet fitness. So it's not as easy to just, oh, okay, I'm going to pay for four years and never go. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so I, I was like, okay, I'm going to do a full year. And, and I decided to do three days a week. Um, and that's pretty much what I've averaged for the majority of the year. Um, yeah, man. I think it's really admirable, admirable that you just went for that year commitment. Like even, even people who had, you know, prior athletic background or coming from other CrossFit gyms, like the majority of people like to have that. I don't want to say freedom, but like to commit for a full 12 months and pay it right up front. It's like, all right, I gotta, I gotta actually do this now. Um, I think that's an admirable step, um, given the position you were coming in with. And, um, yeah. So just for the listeners out there, I have the pleasure of coaching Rich at pretty much all uh, of his CrossFit classes, 5.30 a.m., three days a week. Um, and it's it's been really inspiring to see the, the changes he's made. And I know other people in class have also been inspired to see those changes being made. So um, just to kind of give you guys an idea of our relationship, I directly coach Rich um, in the morning before the sun's up. Pretty, pretty much every day. Yeah. So yeah. what was it like going through uh, the elements course with, with Eric? So elements, again, for those of you who haven't come through our gyms, we run this like on ramp, right? So this is kind of putting you in position to be part of the community and teaching all the basics. I, I remember a lot of it passing me by a lot of it feeling awkward and weird. Um, especially because we're using a piece of PVC pipe, which feels very different than when you actually have weight on it. Um, but he was just trying to get me to show me the motions and I'm sitting here seeing all these Olympic style lifts and I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'll ever do that. Yeah. That doesn't look interesting. Um, <laughs> and, and, and it just, I just didn't see the appeal in it. Um, and now some of the, bar, on a day I'm grabbing a barbell is usually what I would consider a good day. I enjoy uh, a lot of the barbell lifts. Now I, for the first month or so, it wasn't that interesting, but it very quickly gained interest. And some of my favorite things are, uh, barbell exercises. Um, and, and, uh, so it's funny just to see how my initial impressions have changed drastically. Um, were you, were you by any way, uh, surprised by the scalability of what we do at, at the box with our programming and, and at the CrossFit at large? Oh yeah. I, I, I was, I was kind of surprised how active I could be and, there's still a lot of things I can't do. And I imagine it'll be that way for a while to come still. Um, uh, but I, I think, I think having, uh, the ability to still do something. And sometimes I feel like, you know, I'm doggy paddling next to Olympic swimmers, uh, to use the same metaphor again, it, that's okay. I'm still breaking a sweat. Rarely do I come out of there, uh, not having, uh, being drenched in sweat and, you know, feeling it the next day, I've been feeling my shoulders, um, most of today from yesterday's workout. Uh, and you know, that's just, 
that's just part of it. And, and, uh, I'm still getting a workout, even though I'm doing, uh, something very different sometimes than what others are doing. Um, albeit working similar muscle groups, um, that, that I think makes it much more accessible. A, a lot of people might, might, as I did look at CrossFit and think, Oh my goodness, that's, that's for crazy people. And I, I'm, I, if, if a 414 pound man can walk into this place and, and not die, <laughs> one can, <laughs> um, I I've survived thus far. And, and I always told myself early on, you know, cause sometimes you, I'd, I'd get nervous about like, Oh man, how am I going to do that? What am I going to do about that? And, the, and, and some of the other ones I'm sitting here wondering like, okay, how are we going to scale this one? Um, but, uh, I, I, I just think of um, the feeling of walking out the door to my truck knowing, okay, I've gotten my workout in and I'm going to get home before my wife's even out of bed. It just, it's a win. Yeah. It's like, okay, I've, I've gone through a challenging part of the day. Um, I feel loose. I feel good. I got a workout in and I still have my whole day ahead of me. And if I hadn't uh, been doing CrossFit, I'd probably still be asleep. So I'm not even losing part of my day. Um, yeah, that's huge, man. And the, the initial impetus for me asking that question is like, I really think that's the barrier for most people. And this ties into the first question I asked you about what was the fear of like walking in there? And I think most, most people's preconception is like, I can't do what they do, you know, or I've seen it on, I've seen it on TV. Like that's just, that's another level. I can't do that. But there's, there's this huge continuum of, of skill and of, uh, you know, prowess proficiency at all these movements and all the, the levels of fitness and all these different things that we do. Um, and it's really accessible to any single person. And I think you're a great example of that. Like, like you said, you come in, you do your best at your level, your capacity, you're, you're getting a workout in, you're also gaining skills each time you're in there. And at the same time, there could be somebody next to you who's working at their capacity and though no, they're not the same exact place, but you guys are both kind of on the fringe of what you're capable of doing. Um, and to me, that's like the magic of CrossFit and the community of CrossFit. One of the things that really surprised me is, is at Planet Fitness, you'd go in and it's like you and your own little world. If you're lucky enough to bring a friend or your spouse, you know, then you got someone to talk to. But other than that, it's, it's like, you're going to the mall. Nobody notices you. You're just there. You do your thing, you leave and nobody notices you. Nobody misses you. And one of the best things that happened to me, uh, with CrossFit was I, I had gone for a Monday and I don't remember what it was. I think we were doing deadlifts and something in my leg didn't feel right. And I was worried, okay, did I hurt myself? Um, come Wednesday morning, I get up as to go to the, some of the class and my leg still hurts. So I'm like, yeah, maybe I need to give this a rest. So I tried, you know, leaving a voicemail or whatnot. I didn't know what the process was for, Hey, I'm not going to make it even though I signed up for the class. So I didn't come and I went back to bed and you found me on Facebook messenger and you shot me a message of, Hey, everything. Okay. And it, it, I was noticed that I wasn't there now. Part of that's cause I was signed up, but part of that's also just the community. Um, you know, like when, when I was out for a few weeks, um, ill, um, I had some people messaging me like, Hey, you doing okay. Hey, what's up? You know, you're missed. Like, you know, you get to know the people around you. Um, you, you get to make friends there and, um, ha having that makes it like, you know, like 
you know, it, it's a Thursday night. So I'm, I'm going tomorrow morning for five 30 and it'd be easy to say, Oh, I'm tired. It's been a long week at work. Maybe, maybe I don't go tomorrow. Maybe I sleep in, but I'm like, but it's Friday night. It's Friday morning. I love starting my Friday mornings at the gym and you know, I'll get to see this person. I'll get to see this person. I'll get to see this person before the weekend, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and you don't feel that at other gyms. You, you know, being, being missed makes it way different. Um, and I think that's one of the things that allows me to keep the commitment that and the threat of 200 calories on the bike. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I, in a way it's almost like, you know, part of your membership. Yes. Is the programming. Yes. It's the coaching, it's the facility, it's the equipment, but maybe even the bigger part is the accountability of your peers and the accountability of the coach. And, uh, Mm. if, if, if it's a quality gym, which I think, you know, not to tell, tell it ourselves, but I think CrossFit Nashville and CrossFit Sohegan, uh, you know, we, we do things, we try to do things the right way. Um, that's a big part of what you're paying for in your membership is people to hold you accountable, to be there and do it with them, you know? Um, and I, I think people also maybe miss out on that. This is for the, for the people maybe on the fence of like, I don't know if there's something I can do or something I should try, or if it's worth my money it is definitely worth your money and you are going to get the benefit of being held accountable in a good way where people are like, Hey man, like we really, you know, wish you were were there. So you could have done that workout with us, or this would have been a fun one for you to do. And, um, yeah, like you said, that doesn't exist elsewhere. Yeah. And, and I think another aspect that helps me justify the cost, cause it, again, it is more than your, your planet fitness, um, is that the one-on-one coaching and, and not necessarily one-on-one, but, uh, you know, like you, when, when you're coaching a room of, you know, over a dozen people, you are stopping by and checking in with each person. And that allows me to scale it. It also allows me to push it rarely. I, I don't think a workout goes by where, and I'm, I'm still one of the, the slower ones people will finish and they turn around and they start cheering on other people, you know, just giving encouragement and, like if I were doing it by myself and there was no coach and there was no one around me, you know, I'd, and, and like, let's say it's something where I got to do it 50 times I'd hit 20, 25 and be like, man, this stinks. I'm done. And, and not have the, 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 the drive to go further because it's just me and myself. But when you're in a room uh, with people that are cheering you on, encouraging you, and you're like, the clock's ticking. I love it when the, I actually love the clock um, because it's like, you know, Hey, I, as I'm doing a workout, I'll sometimes say, you know what, I, I want to try and get this done by X minute or that minute. And so, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but it, it, it pushes me and, and that I'm in a group setting, uh, you know, allows me to push harder than I could if I were doing it by myself. Yeah. And, and that, you know, the clock that we, everybody knows the clock if you're a CrossFitter, but that clock is kind of like an arbitrary judge, right? It, it's like, it helps you set your next target, your next goal. And it's not, I don't want to say judge in that way. Cause it's not like judging you, but it's, it's this arbitrary thing. It's like, Hey, the seconds pass, whether, whether you're moving or not, the seconds are still passing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really kind of like tends to motivate a good word for it, motivate you to, to stay at your threshold and to keep pushing and to try to get that intensity piece. And, um, again, also hold you accountable. Cause if we do that same workout, uh, in a couple months and you have a, a score, then you can be like, all right, well, did I get fitter from three months ago or not? Um, so yeah, let's, let's kind of steer this conversation into, uh, your COVID experience. So 
this is one of the things I was excited to get into because um, for me as a coach, like I, I find a lot of meaning in what I do in terms of just helping people get fit period. And I, I enjoy it. I'm a CrossFitter. I enjoy the whole community aspect and all this stuff, but I don't know if there was any other moment that was more meaningful to my career as to when you were released from the hospital and you reached out to me and Eric and said, Hey, j- just so you guys know, like, had I not walked into your facility, uh, you know, eight months ago, this thing could have gone way worse than it did. And for, for me, it's cool to see all the other accomplishments of athletes and it's cool to see other people get healthy and it's cool to see all the progress and all that stuff. But when it comes to potentially a life and death scenario, that's, you know, maybe you played a small part in, um, and credits to you, man, you did all the work and you showed up and you wake up in the morning and get there. Um, but it just, it, it gives some credence to like, Hey, this is an important, this is an important thing. This is a really important thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, um, I, I, I was one of the people that wasn't terribly worried. I had heard stories. Oh, it's like a bad flu and figured, okay, it's just going to be a, a long-term flu. Uh, you hear about some people that, oh, they don't have any symptoms. And, you know, like my, my 91 year old grandmother in the nursing home who had almost died of a pneumonia a year and a half before got COVID, she tested positive, was asymptomatic for 14 days. And then she was free and clear. And it's like, well, if, if Graham can beat it with, with flying colors, how bad could it be for me? And I still live under the uh, impression that I'm young. Um, uh, even though I'm not, but, uh, I, 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 I like to tell myself that and, and I figure, Oh, okay, I'm going to be fine. It's not going to be that bad. And then I'll, I, I tend to cough a lot. Um, and, uh, so me coughing in, in the air is dry is not that abnormal. And then one evening I started coughing and um, the cough didn't go away. I'm like, oh, great. I caught that cold going around. Um, then uh, it got worse. And then I got signs of a fever. And I'm like, my wife, about two days later, got the got the cough. And I'm like, great. Whatever it is, I gave it to her. She went for a COVID test and she tested positive. So then I knew like, oh, great. I got the Rona. And uh she, um, she and I both just felt awful. And when the fever set in was the worst and the, the fever is the worst thing ever until you don't have the fever and then it's the cough. But, uh, it, I was in it about a week and a half, four or five days of it with a fever. Um, and you just sit there and wonder when am I going to get better? Uh, cause you're used to like the cold and the flu where two, three days and you start to, to turn the corner and it just was not getting better. And I'm like, this is awful. And it was also the week of a heat wave, which you never have the cold or flu with a heat wave. So that was a new experience. Um, and then a, a friend had gotten me one of those O2 sensors, which if you don't have an O2 sensor, get one. They're not that expensive. And it was the deciding point for me to go to the hospital. Um, I had woken up cause I barely slept. Um, uh, and, and, I hadn't slept well that week at all. So I'm a week and a half into this thinking, okay, I'm almost at day 10 when supposedly quarantine ends. I'm, I've got to be almost out of this. And there was no sign of it ending. I wake up and I take my O2 and I was at 88. And the rule was at 90 and, and below, you get your butt to the emergency room. I felt relatively okay, all COVID aside. Uh, I'm like, I don't feel extra woozy or anything, but I've heard stories of people um, losing their ability to speak and think clearly, um, in the seventies. So I'm like, 
the the economic person in me says, you know what, I don't want to pay for an ambulance. So while I still can safely drive, I'm going to drive my butt to the emergency room as I was told to. So I go to the emergency room and um, sitting there talking with them and they got these people coming in and this person coming in and, you know, it's, it's early in the morning. I'm tired. Um, like I've never been tired before. And uh, they, uh, they're testing this and all that. And the doctor comes in and, and they're saying, okay, we're looking to admit you. And I've never been admitted to the hospital other than when I got my tonsils out in second grade or something like that. And, uh, and, and I think he was checking the box, but in my sleep deprived, uh, exhausted state, he, uh, he asked me the questions. If we have to intubate you and put a vent in you, do I have your permission? And I'm sitting here a few days before my 40th birthday, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, not liking the idea of that, but I'm like, I want to live. And, uh, then he asked me, if your heart stops beating, do I have permission to resuscitate you? And that is a real come to Jesus moment right there. Uh, like I'm sitting here thinking, am I going to make it out of here? And what's it going to look like? Um, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, my, my young wife, am I going to make her a widow at her age? Am I, you know, how am I going to get the stuff done for work? Um, all these things. And uh, they ended up, uh, admitting me. And that first morning I felt lousy. I mean, again, you know, I couldn't get comfortable, couldn't sleep terribly well. Um, and they gave me some meds. Um, and I started to feel better, um, by Friday evening. That was the last time I had fever and Saturday I was significantly better, but the meds they give, it's a daily IV med. And, uh, I was in for five days and, in in you when you're sitting there in the room, these hospitals don't have that many channels. And, and I work for this hospital, so I actually got to talk to a VP, and I said to him, "Dude, you guys need more channels in the hospitals." Um, uh, but anyhow, they, they don't have a lot on TV, um, and there's not a lot to do besides stare at the walls. Um, it was so incredibly boring. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, you think a lot, you reflect a lot, and. And, and I'm sitting here thinking, okay, at the time I was down about 50 pounds. I, I'd, I'd weighed in at the beginning of, of uh, July and this was uh, middle of August. So I'm like, assuming I'm still roughly around the same weight. Uh, I, so I'm like, okay, I'm down three, 50 pounds. What would my life and experience have been uh, without that? You know, I, I know that, uh, I've heard stories of very healthy people getting hit hard by this. Uh, I've heard stories of people, not healthy people not getting hit hard. But one thing that seems to be a consensus is that, you know, being overweight, um, diabetes, things like that can really make a bad situation a lot worse. And it, it, it just hit me of like, how, how would this have gone? You know, I didn't, luckily they didn't have to give me O2 past getting admitted. Um, you know, they just gave it to me in the emergency room and I never even had to look at a vent. Fortunately, that does not sound like a, a good experience. And I'm, I'm, I'm heartbroken that so many are having to go through it. Um, but, uh, it, it just hit me of like, how would this have gone if I, if I hadn't been working my lungs? Like there, there were times leading up to COVID where I, I would push it and I'd be like, feeling like I'm going to die. Um, not actually die, but like 
you know, like, like my heart and my lungs are working it, um, which is the idea of working out. And, uh, you know, so, so when my lungs were impaired and just not up to snuff because of the COVID it, it allowed me to, I think, uh, I think it made it less bad, uh, to just get a point. And I, I can't, I'll never know exactly the differences, but it wouldn't have been easier if I were heavier. Um, I got home and, you know, still feeling pretty lousy, but I had progressed throughout my time at the hospital, started sleeping through the night. Um, during my time, during the week where I was all feverish before the hospital, and even when I first got to the hospital, my appetite disappeared. I could barely get in a few hundred calories a day. Not the way to lose weight. Uh, uh, because then my appetite returned ferociously, and then I wanted to eat all the things. Um, and I'm still <laughs> working on trying to get uh, uh, get my nutrition back to what it was. I've been working with Zach for months now, and uh, um, that 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 has been a setback. But I I just fall back on the things he's taught me of of what to do, and and uh, just trying to hold on to those as much as I can. One of the things that was scary is uh, I, I get out. And, uh, it's two weeks before I'm out of quarantine when I got back from the hospital. Uh, and, uh, I felt like I was skin and bones. First time in my life I ever felt like I was skin and bones. It felt like, uh, if my muscles were balloons, that someone popped the balloons. Um, fortunately I'm starting to feel mostly myself. It's now I'm back at the gym. What? Five weeks now, five or six weeks, maybe. Um, still taking it easy. Um, scaling even beyond what I would scale before, uh, just to be sure. Um, we've discussed that Tyler of, you know, I just want to make certain that I don't hurt myself, but it, and recently I've been reflecting, we've talked about this where, you know, when, when everything first shut down, um, and businesses were closed, uh, you know, and everything was stay home, stay home, you know, people went home and they, uh, ate food and sat and watched Tyler King on Netflix. And, and I don't think that that was the right play. Um, fortunately, through um the grace of god and my friend i i you know stumbled into a crossfit gym and got uh got a little bit healthier i still got a i'm I'm still working it i i'm about 350 pounds now and uh still have a ways to go um before i'm applying for the captain america role but uh my 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 thinking is you, you know they should have been subsidizing gyms not closing gyms they should have you know been broadcasting workouts on TV that you can do at home with no equipment. Um, they should have been motivating people to do this. And, and, and there's so many ways you could do it. I, I you know, have, have, uh, some of these, uh, stimuluses that they were sending, have, have something be baked into that. That's, you know, maybe a, Hey, first person to lose 10 pounds gets 10 bucks or whatever, whatever it is. I don't, I don't know, but, um, you know, they, they should have been promoting, a healthier and active lifestyle. And I know there are some people that, you know, they, they went and did that, but I, I wasn't one of them. Um, at least not initially for the first six months, I sat at home, uh, arms reach of the, the refrigerator. Um, <laughs> ne- ne- and it, never do that. I think what's really like, what, what was really aggravating was like the CrossFit community at large. I think just the, you know, fitness community at large, like we understood that premise right from the jump. So when, when Jim started getting hit, and you were told they had to close your business and that people were not allowed to work out. Even if, 
even if we were doing it safely and implementing, you know, thankfully we live in New Hampshire and things are uh, live free or die, baby. But for the most part, it's like people need to be keeping their immune system up at this time. And the way you do that is by exercise, diet, uh, sleep, those types of things, like living a healthy lifestyle, right? In the, in the CrossFit world, we we talk about fitness as a hedge against sickness. And this beckons back to what you just said when you were, you know, you were in the hospital and you were reflecting like, what, what would have been like had I not had that buffer that I built in my heart and lungs? And and that's personal experience at its finest. Like um, fitness is a hedge against that. And the further you are from from fitness, the sicker you are and vice versa. The further you are from sickness, technically the fitter you are. So we want to get people first, get them in that continuum and then get them closer to the fitness end, right? So they have that bigger hedge against mm-hmm. when when tragedy hits or you know when, when unexpected things happen, you get sick. Uh, you have a buffer that you can kind of, rely on because you've put in the work. And, um, I, I 100% agree with, with your point. Like, um, I understand the complexity of the situation, but it seems pretty cut and dry. And it seems pretty reasonable to think like, if this is something that affects our nervous system and our health, then shouldn't we focus on our nervous system and our, or our immune system rather and our health. Right. And, um, it's still not a message that's being pushed and that's, it's kind of bewildering to me. Uh, you know, we can talk about all these other interventions that have been in place and I'm, and I'm not necessarily speaking out against any of them, um, per se, but what's not being spoken about is you need to take responsibility for your personal well being because that's first and foremost on how the thing's going to play out for you. And that's first and foremost on national security at that level, you know, is if it, every individual has somewhat of a hedge of fitness or wellness, at least, uh, then we're going to all be better off. Yeah, I, I, I a hundred percent agree. I, um, I, uh, the day after I got out of the hospital, I get a call from a friend. Um, he's one of the kids I, uh, uh I work with in the youth group and, uh, tell me both his parents are in the hospital, uh, with this. And, um, his mom was uh, touch and go there for a while. Like they had gone and said their goodbyes. Thank God she's, she's doing much, much better now. Um, and is, is, you know, she's going to be okay, but she's going to have a long road to recovery. Um, it, it, it is a serious thing. And, uh, it, uh, you, you don't know how it's going to react to you. Uh, it, some people are going to get lucky and, uh, not hit them too hard. But if you're one of the unlucky ones, you want to have it, 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 it was seriously like the most miserable two or three weeks of my life. Um, and, uh, to have, to have your body in the best shape that it can to handle it. Um, it, 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 it makes me wish I started sooner. It really does. Um, uh, I enjoy it. I, uh, it, it was only a few months into it that I'm like, yeah, this isn't going to be a year and I'm done thing. This is going to be. I'm going to keep going at this. Um, it's in a time of my schedule that doesn't impact anything else. Um, I enjoy it. Um, uh, it, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. I feel better. Um, uh, I am going to have to invest in a new belt soon. Uh, I've already had to drill a few holes. Um, <laughs> but it, 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 for the, for the value I get, 
um, it's it's worth every penny I pay and more. Um, so, yeah, man, I uh, that that message really resonates with me, and I just want it to get out there to more people. And we've said a lot of these same things uh, in the prior episodes, especially when we were shut down for that short amount of time uh, when you know, COVID initially kind of exploded. We talked a lot about these things and how there was so much chaos, so much uncertainty. And the one thing that you could really grab onto was your own, that you could like personally take responsibility for and keep in control is your body, right? Control your fitness level, control your nutrition, those types of things. That's like, you know, play number one. That's where, that's where energy should be. And it's just not a message that's getting out there as much as it should. And I think it's starting to, but hearing it um, from you and from somebody who, you know, kind of, kind of had to face your own mortality for a little bit uh, and really think like this, this isn't just working out so I can look better um, or, you know, it's not just a, it's not just a fad and it, it really is a matter of life and death. And, to, to anybody out there who's on the fence of like, Hey, I don't think I can do that, especially CrossFit. You know, maybe it seems like it's this thing that's not for, uh, for a quote unquote normal people, but it really is. It's accessible. Um, walk into a gym, hopefully hours, (laughs) talk to somebody and, uh, you know, live and prove right there, Rich. I, I think the accountability is, is so important. Um, that comes with CrossFit. I, I think, yeah, you can sign up for Planet Fitness and you'll be good for a few months. And if you're one of those disciplined people who uh, can can do it, good for you. Um, but I think the majority of us aren't. The majority of us want instant gratification. We get tired easily. And you know what? If I don't go tomorrow, no one's going to notice. I don't think I'm going to go tomorrow. I'm going to catch an extra hour of Z's. It's so easy to do that. I did it myself. Um, and uh, um, I, I spent my... I ended up spending my 40th birthday in the hospital and, um, had I not done CrossFit, um, you know, I, I, I might not have lived to see 41. So it, it, uh, it like absolutely life-changing. That's awesome, man. You are, you are killing it. And I know you're going to continue to do that. I'm excited to see you tomorrow morning at 530 AM and, uh, just want to say thank you to all our listeners out there for tuning in. Um, if you got any questions, comments, or concerns regarding content we've put out or future subjects, um, other people we could bring on, let us know. And we will see you next time around. Thank you, guys. <laughs>